Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Building Equine Lesson Programs, the podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the eight factors to consider when constructing your payment policy. Now, if you are in my Facebook group, you probably have seen that I have done two posts about this, just touching on this subject, but I wanted to do an episode to go more in depth and explain everything that you should consider when making your payment policy. Everybody's program is different. So it's really hard to say this is exactly what you should do because again, everybody's program is different. So you should take the tidbits and the pieces that work for you and implement them into your program. So let's get right into it. Factor number one, cancellations. What is your cancellation policy? Now I'm going to kind of spew off a few points and then circle back around about how it comes or how it makes way back to your payment policy. Okay. So cancellations, what is your cancellation policy? If you do not get paid prior to services given, you may risk not getting paid at all. So if people haven't paid you yet and you book them and they call out, you might not ever see payment. You're reserving that time. You're reserving that horse. You're putting your personal time aside to tend to them. You always want to make sure that you get paid first. So at least ensure that you receive payment prior to services. And this, I will say, goes for every program out there. Get paid before you give your services. I suggest having a minimum 24-hour cancellation policy so you can fill the slot possibly with someone on your wait list. You can offer someone to come for you know two times that week or add an additional lesson that week. You can plan for some personal time. You might have things you need to do at the barn. You might have to school that one lesson horse. So having a 24-hour you know heads up, you can even move that last client from the day up and get done early. It gives you a a decent amount of time to make your plans. Now, in addition to that, also have a maximum amount of cancellations that you allow within a certain time frame. So for me personally, uh, my program goes off of eight week cycles. Every eight weeks, we take one week off and we had just recently changed our policy to you have one cancellation or reschedule per session. We found that clients were starting to abuse this and they're like, Hey, as long as you do it within the 24 hour time period, we're good. And they ended up having so many credits and like a credit to the next month or a reschedule. All of that is money out of your pocket. So clients got a hold of that. And so that is one of the big changes that we had to start um, doing the big, you know, and during the new year was, Hey, you're only going to get one cancellation or reschedule every, every session, which is every eight weeks. Now I get emergencies happen. You might have that one client that never misses a lesson and they're sick. You know, it's okay to give exceptions because that's what we do. We know this client's never late. They pay on time. They show up to all of their lessons. Oh my goodness. They're having car troubles. They let us know two or three days in advance. You know what? Come on in. We'll try to get you in for our makeup or, you know, we'll give you a credit. So, you know, there, there is kind of room for flexibility for certain situations there. Um, I would definitely take into account how the client has been um, in attendance and payments, you know, and how they've been with you in your program and just kind of go based off of that. So the takeaway, get paid prior to giving services. Um, So yeah, that's cancellations. The next one 
is going to be program communication. What is your main form of communication with clients? Is it an email? Is it a phone call? Is it, do they communicate with you, you know, versus your website and application that might be on your phone with automated messages? The communication piece is so important because how are they going to get in touch with you to cancel, right? So I suggest this, have a set form of communication for your clients to cancel with. For example, if you are going to cancel, send a text to this phone number by this day or this time prior to your lessons. Send an email to this email by this date and time if you need to cancel. If you're going to cancel, cancel via this application by this date and this time. My program personally, if we have a 24, if they have to cancel with less than 24 hours, they have to send a text message to a certain phone number that um, my sister and I get because we are the instructors. Because my coordinator might not see it in time for us to, for her to be able to go into the system and cancel it and it updates our schedule. So within less than 24 hours, send it here. Anything more than 24 hours, you send an email to, you know, this email. We also have a portal on our website where they can go in and cancel their lesson and our coordinator will get the email so they could do it that way also. But everybody knows that, hey, this is our cancellation policy. So you know, if you go in and we actually have a setting to where if it is less than 24 hours, you cannot go in and cancel your lesson. You have to send a message to let us know. So have your set form of communication. And also what I've kind of been talking about already is have a procedure to, you know, for communication, and that will allow for better chances that the message is received. Clients know where to send the message and you will know where to check. So every single night I check, we have um, the Google text app and it's free and they give you a free phone number. So every night my sister and or I, we check that app and say, okay, in the morning we wake up and check it to see if any clients cancel. Anyone who sends a message before that, my coordinator, she takes care of it and there's that. So we make sure everybody knows this is the process, this is the procedure. Everybody goes to this one form of communication and we're all set. But you want to make sure that you are aware of the cancellation because you don't want to miss a message and then consider it a no call, no show. And then if you didn't get paid, then it's like, okay, that can, you know, harm your pockets a little bit and it can kind of get frustrating too. The third thing, booking procedures. How do your clients book a lesson with you? Okay. Do you have them book in advance? Do they have to book by a certain day of time? you know, the previous month to secure their slot and allow you to complete the scheduling, you know, how do they book? Do you, um, you know, and you need to consider how far in advance you do take bookings and then you have to allow enough time for payment. My system that I personally use, we do, we book everybody, um, you know, say, Hey, we're going to continue booking you. Um, you're going to get booked every month and invoice every month, unless you tell us otherwise. So we book them by a certain calendar date and everybody knows that payment is due on the last calendar day of the month. And once they get all of their bookings, they have to respond to the specific day that they were booking, say, Hey, we will not be here this day. And that way we can invoice them properly. That can get kind of tough. If in advance, you don't have everybody's 
schedule of when they're going to be riding with you. So if you have everybody's schedule and you know the month prior for the following month, this is when so-and-so is going to be riding with me. This is how much I need to invoice them for. Then you can have a specific, you need to pay by this date. Once you have how many lessons, you send them an invoice, you receive payment, always, you know, always allow your, give yourself and your clients enough time to say, okay, this is when we're going to ride, you know, the month of February and it's January. This is when we're going to ride this month. Okay. Got it. They know how much to pay. You give them an adequate amount of time to pay, or you have your every month. This is when payment is due. You get your money broke prior to services given. Okay. So the takeaway, allow your clients enough time to book and have a payment to you by a certain date. Again, always get paid um, prior to giving services. Next payment method. What forms of payment do you accept? Cash, check, Venmo, cash app, PayPal through your website, cash and check payments, you know, if, if that's how you have to take payments, because I understand not everybody takes, um, you know, cards or credit cards or does online payments. I know those fees can get ridiculous. So if you only do cash or check payments, definitely have, you can set a policy in place where it says, if you do in cash or check, you have to pay by the last lesson of the month to hold your spot for the following month. That is something you could just put in there and say, hey, this is when it's due. That way you make sure you're paid prior to giving services and they um, have their spot secured. Now, geographic location and generation may play a part in whether you get cash or check. I know some of your students might have grandparents taking care of them and, um, you know, technology might be a bit tough. So they might say, hey, is it all right if I pay by, by check? You know, hey, money's money. But just have that extra policy in place of if this is your preferred method of payment, then this is what you have to do it by. You want to make sure you're able to receive all the forms that you can, you know, make it easy for them, for you to receive the money. And some areas are very rural or you might have a certain bank that's not around. So getting cash might be a bit tough. If you are in that situation, then I would suggest trying to set up maybe some form of electronic payment if cash is a little bit tougher to get in your area. All right. So this takeaway, find a way to get paid prior to giving services, but also work with your clients um, on the payment method. Okay. Next payment convenience. How easy is it for your clients to pay you? If you have ways of electronic payment, you can have payment due by a certain date. And it's kind of touched on this um, on the last point. This also works for cash and check payments as well. You know, just keep in mind, clients may not be able to go out of their way to drop off payment. So this is when you do have a payment policy in place. All right, number five. So how are you going to handle those who want to reschedule without proper notice? Now, this is if you have a rescheduling policy or parameters in your policies. How do you handle that? Do you allow a certain amount of rescheduled lessons per client? Do you roll over lessons, say, hey, if they say we need to reschedule a lesson and if you don't have any room, do you give them a credit for the next lesson or does it roll over to the next month? Um, do they get a makeup lesson in the same week? Do you give them a credit for the following month? 
have a way to keep track of reschedules. And I would highly suggest have a maximum number of reschedules per month or per lesson package or per time frame. As programs get bigger, it's harder to do makeups when your roster is full. So now again, this only applies to you if you do have a rescheduling policy. When I first started out, I did not have one and I quickly had to have one because I would have clients want to reschedule all the time. And I was like, okay, now you've rescheduled like a month's worth of lessons. That's just not going to work. So you will have those ones, the clients that find the loopholes and ways to get around your rescheduling policies and constantly reschedule all of the time. So that's why it's good to have a cap or a certain number of reschedules that you can have within a certain time frame if you decide to do them just to make sure that you know you are still bringing money in because rescheduling anytime you reschedule that is a lesson lost so keep that in mind last two so this is number seven rescheduling and canceling without proper notice how do you handle last minute cancellations I suggest every program full charge unless it's an emergency. Have your 24-hour policy in place. If you cancel less than this, it's a full charge. Now, again, emergencies, take that on a case-by-case -case basis based on your client, their attendance, how they work in your program. Um, you know, have make sure it's really important that in your policies you don't have any loopholes that client that clients can work their way around because you still have horses to feed and you still have bills to pay. So I know you want to be understanding. Most of us do, but then eventually you're going to get to a point where it's like, you know what, this is just business. I need to make money too. So either you make it or you don't, right? Again, emergencies can be handled on a case by case basis. And this is also, again, when it is very important to get paid prior to giving services. Number eight, last one, no call, no shows. Honestly, every program, no call, no show should be a full charge. And it is very common to do that of do a full call. I mean, a, do a full charge on a no call, no show. The only time I allowed clients to no call, no show, and believe it or not, it has happened to me quite a few times is when I knew a mother was about to give birth. And I said, hey, I know you're about to give birth soon. If you do not show up, I'm assuming you had the baby and then you contact me, you know, within a month to let me know when you're ready to come back. Because I understand like when I had my daughter, I was not by my phone. I was not thinking about it. And you know what is so funny? Two of the three clients that I said that to, one of them actually emailed me from the hospital and the other one texted while she was in labor. So they still might give you, you know, a heads up. But for those who have had children know, it might just be, hey, you're going into labor and they might not have time. That's me personally. The only time I allowed no call, no shows is because I knew they were about to have a baby any minute now. And something to also think about putting into your policies is have a maximum amount of no call no shows before the client is dismissed from your program. Me personally, I say two no call no shows and you're done. Well, two consecutive no call no shows and you're done. If there are two, you know, in the same month, we're going to have to have a conversation. So, if the client is dismissed from your program, 
Do not offer a refund for the remaining lessons. You know, make them unenroll properly according to your policy. So if you have it in your policy, say, hey, if you no call, no show two times, you're dismissed and there is no refund. The only way you can get a refund is if you give me 30, you know, or maybe not even that. I know I do a 30 days notice to unenroll from my program. If you want to quit before 30 days notice, you're not getting a refund. Remember, you have bills to pay and you have horses to feed. So those are the eight main factors to consider when designing your specific payment policies, because there are so many other policies that play into it. So just think about that. I'll run through, through them again, just real quick. So the eight things to consider when, you know, constructing your payment policy, how are your cancellations? What is your program communication? What are your booking procedures? What's your payment methods? How, how, um, you know, what is your payment convenience? How do you handle rescheduling with proper notice? How do you reschedule and how do you handle rescheduling and canceling without proper notice and no call, no shows. So again, I did make a post on this in my Facebook group called building equine lesson programs. If you want more guidance on how to do, you know, do your policies, I do have the um, administrative guide on Amazon called how to build your dream equine lesson program. That's available on Amazon. You can always shoot me a message on Facebook, shoot me an email, anything you need. I do do private um, consultations for programs also. So I hope this helped you um, or will help you be able to better construct your payment policy. Thank you all again, and I'll see you next time.